This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, August 7th, 2021. This week in security news, on six occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding a variety of safety and security matters. First up, on Tuesday, Alert USA subscribers were notified of reports of gunfire at the Pentagon Metro Station located adjacent to the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia. According to the FBI, this incident began when the attacker, identified as Austin William Lands of Ackworth, Georgia, got off a bus at the Pentagon Transit Center and immediately, without provocation, attacked Pentagon Force Protection Agency officer George Gonzalez with a knife, severely wounding him. A struggle ensued, during which the suspect mortally wounded Officer Gonzalez then shot himself with the officer's service weapon. Other Force Protection officers also engaged the suspect, who ultimately died at the scene. A civilian bystander also sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was taken to the hospital. Also reported was the fact that the attacker enlisted in the Marine Corps on October 9th of 2012, but was administratively separated on November 2nd that same year. It's unclear what led to Lanz's swift dismissal. According to Marine Corps spokesman Major Jim Stenger, he never earned the title Marine. At the time of the attack, Lanz was out on bail after being charged in Cobb County, Georgia with multiple crimes, including aggravated battery on police and making a terrorist threat. The attack temporarily placed U.S. military headquarters on lockdown and rattled nerves in a region already on high alert for violence and potential intruders outside of federal government buildings, particularly after months of BLM and Antifa protests and rioting in 2020, a shooting at the entrance gate of CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia, as well as the January 6th incident at the U.S. Capitol. A motive for the attack is still unknown, or at least has not yet been revealed, but the incident again raises concerns about the security of the Pentagon. Another attack occurred in 2010 when an individual opened fire on two force protection officers at a security screening area and who himself was ultimately fatally shot. Shifting next to coronavirus-related developments, this has been a busy week for federal and state health officials, as well as the private sector, in steadily increasing the pressure on holdouts to get vaccinated. For instance, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio announced the city will soon require proof of COVID-19 vaccinations for anyone who wants to dine indoors at a restaurant, see a performance, or go to the gym. The first organized protest against this action was scheduled for Monday, August 9th, outside of New York City Hall. Also this week, the state of California mandated all individuals who work in healthcare facilities, be it a general acute care hospital, a nursing home, adult daycare center, dialysis center, clinics and doctor's offices, or any other health services facility, must be fully vaccinated by September 30th. At the federal level, this week the Biden administration revealed it is finalizing plans to require almost all overseas visitors to the U.S. to be fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. Logic would dictate such a move is being coordinated behind the scenes with other nations and the airlines in order to establish reciprocity, operating and reporting procedures, a list of acceptable credentials or proof of vaccination documents, a list of acceptable vaccines, and more. Next up, a new report hit the spotlight this week that listeners might find interesting. The resource comes from investigative reporter Cheryl Atkinson and is titled COVID-19 Natural Immunity Compared to Vaccine-Induced Immunity, The Definitive Summary. As the resource explains, public health officials are grappling with the reality of an increasing number of fully vaccinated Americans coming down with COVID-19 infections, getting hospitalized, and even dying of COVID. The Centers for Disease Control insists vaccination is still the best course for every eligible American, but many are asking if they have better immunity after they're infected with the virus and recover than if they're vaccinated. 
And increasingly, the answer within the published data appears to be yes. You can find a link to that report in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Next up in public health news, as of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, Johns Hopkins University reports there have been just over 615,000 deaths in the U.S. officially attributed to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. According to the CDC and the Assistant Secretary of Preparedness and Response, total new deaths in the U.S. over the last seven days were up to 2,641, which is an increase of 34.8% over the previous seven-day period. Total confirmed COVID-19 hospital admissions in the U.S. over the last seven days was over 53,000, which is an increase of 40% over last week. In Canada, active case numbers continue to rise in Alberta and British Columbia. Health officials in British Columbia said Thursday the province is experiencing a surge of COVID-19 cases in younger people age 15 to 29. Also this week, Health Canada updated the product information for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine to acknowledge reports of Bell's palsy following vaccination. And in a final note for Canada, the government of Quebec announced this week that it will introduce a vaccine passport, the first province in Canada to do so. In Latin America and the Caribbean, Brazil remains the regional leader in daily new cases and deaths, followed by Mexico and then Argentina. In Europe, while many EU nations have reopened for business and are accepting travelers from the U.S., the continent remains a patchwork of different rules and regulations, as well as widely differing COVID standings. In travel security news, listeners are reminded that the federal mask requirement on public transportation remains in force for everyone, vaccinated or not, including on buses, trains, airplanes, and in stations and airports. Additionally, the CDC also still requires all air passengers entering the United States, including U.S. citizens and legal permanent residents, to present a negative COVID-19 test taken within three calendar days of departure or proof of recovery from the virus within the last 90 days. If you are planning travel abroad this summer, regardless of the destination, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations. We also recommend that you take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. If things go bad, it's always useful for the State Department or Embassy to know that you are in-country. Contingency planning should also be considered essential. If you get sick overseas, do you have the resources for medical treatment or an extended stay? Does a family member or colleague know you'll be out of the country? A few minutes of advanced planning and thought exercises before each trip can mean the difference between an inconvenience and an outright disaster. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also regularly recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as threats, assessments, and travel restrictions can and do vary. You can find more on each of these stories in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, simply visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. The publication is free, and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive breaking threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, visit alertsusa.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, August 7th, 2021.